0: I'm Grace Torrey, and you're listening to That Girl, the podcast. Grab a beverage of choice and settle in, because the new episode is starting now. Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, Grace Torrey, and I'm back with a whole new podcast episode. If my voice sounds a little eh, it's because my allergies are bad, so I'm low-key losing my voice. So that's fun and fresh, we love that, but that's why it sounds a little, mm, and I'm like clearing my voice every so often, or clearing my throat, because it's hard to talk. Also, there's currently like a little thunderstorm happening outside, just like setting the mood. It's the type of weather that you just want to go to sleep in, but obviously the hustle never stops, so here we are, but if you hear some thunder, we're all good here, everybody's safe, and we are just chilling out at the house. We're all here for the rest of the night, so let it thunder, I guess. But today's podcast topic is one that I surprisingly have not talked about yet, and I will get into why I haven't talked about it yet, but the topic is finances, specifically finances for people who are just starting out, they don't know how to budget, what the heck is credit, you don't know what you're doing. This is what I, did to make that transition easier i had no idea what i was doing um so this is like my schedule i guess of how i budget when i get paid monthly overall credit how i raise my credit score what a credit score is all of that so if you are at that point in your life where you're trying to figure out Budgeting and like you want to buy a house and you need to build your credit for all the things you maybe you have a car Or you're saving up for a car or all of that. I Have just been really focusing on it lately since I got my new car a week ago now I don't know. So we're gonna talk about it. I Am gonna get into this life update now. So I don't even know what's going on I went home and helped my mom groom our little elderly dog. He's like 7 to 16 years old. Um, he needed groomed really bad and I know how to do it. It's a little bit of the things that I've picked up along the way. You guys know I'm a huge animal person. I was an animal science major for a little bit and ta some animal science classes in college so I have a pretty good basis of like animal. I trim all of my animals Um, Nails and I've given Harley his own haircut since he was like six. So probably like I'd say about 10 years now I've been giving him haircuts so that is What we're doing basically I did that all day today other than that I've just been working on some things behind the scenes and Now I'm working on the podcast. I'm trying to keep it low key and not do too much because I know my body's exhausted and I really wanna listen to my body, but I'm also trying not to get behind on anything, so I'm just dancing along that fine line. But I think a word that has been really prominent in my life lately is stability, whether that's wellness, emotional stability, stability in my mental health, Just anything you can possibly think of, which kind of brings us into our topic today of financial stability. I think when I am able to have more stability in my finances, it will ease a lot of stress and it will ease a lot of anxiety in those areas, which will kind of bring me stability in other areas as well. So I'm really excited to kind of get a hold of that, which is why it's been such a heavy topic on my mind lately and why I'm talking about it. But I do kind of want to say the reason I waited so long to talk about it is because I am by no means an expert. I am by no means the be all end all. You have to do what I say. Like, no, this is just what I do. The reason I waited so long is because I wasn't the type of person who got a degree in financing, is so good at budgeting, and is just a whiz. Like, I didn't really get any. Any training in it in school, I learned how to write a check and we watched like a Dave, Dave Ramsey video in high school And then I obviously took a finance class in ma- in my master's program But that's pretty much it. I don't really have Like an advanced skill set in finances. It honestly has just given me anxiety my whole life And I haven't been great at it. So Learning Basically being self-taught in all of this and figuring out for myself has been rewarding. But it's also given me a little bit of imposter syndrome. I'm definitely more capable than I give myself credit for and I know more than I give myself credit for. But I never talked about it because finances is so important. And I just felt like I wasn't good enough at it to give you guys advice. But I think in the past year I've really, really grown and I'm just going to tell you guys... My tips and tricks and if it sounds like something that's helpful for you then definitely give it a go if you're like no that doesn't fit my specific situation then no worries it's not gonna hurt my feelings i just really want to help you guys out because i know it can feel really daunting and overwhelming and super stressful so without further ado let's talk about finances So there's a few things I want to talk about. I want to talk about my schedule, but then also what I would do if I had a completely clean slate and was starting over my finances, I think we'll do kind of my schedule first. So from an overall standpoint, I did recently get Rocket Money, which I've never had before and I do like it. I think it definitely helped me figure out where my finances were going and gave me an overall, really good general look at how much money I'm bringing in, how much money I am um, spending, how uh, my where it's going essentially. The only thing that really bothered me is I have a lot of money go in and out of my account because, like, Josh will send me money towards rent and then, like, rent will come out of my account but all of that money isn't mine so like it'll say oh you had this much going in and out of your account when a lot of that wasn't mine it was like josh just sent it to me to pay our bills or things like that so that was the issue i had with rocket money but overall i think it's good generally i don't have premium i did not pay for the premium but it was good to go through my subscriptions because i have subscriptions on all three accounts i have so to kind of give you an overview, I have my personal account, like my banking account that my debit comes out of. I have Venmo, which Venmo is like its own thing. I don't I don't have my Venmo linked, but I do move a lot of money in and out of Venmo between all of my businesses and just Josh and things like that. I've been a bigger fan of Zelle lately though, but that's besides the point. And then I also have two credit cards. I have a credit card through Discover and Capital One. So I have my personal and then my two credit cards link to Rocket Money. And I like to do subscriptions on credit cards because it's just easier and I know the money's gonna be there as long as my credit cards are paid off. So that's why it was important for me to link it so that I could see what subscriptions I was even applying to, even uh, subscribed to, I guess. But I do wanna say, I guess I'm gonna sprinkle in my clean slate tips as I explain what I have. But one thing I would do if you're just getting into subscriptions is keep a running list of all the subscriptions you have. As soon as you sign up for it, write it down. Because I didn't do that and I don't have like a master list. So I'm just kind of having to rely on rocket money and things like that where it's like it kind of picks up all of your subscriptions. But I had to go through and add some that I know were on there. So I'm sure I'm missing some because I went through a phase where I just subscribed to everything under the sun, especially during COVID. So if you're just getting started you're just getting more independent with your money and at the point where you are paying for your subscription services make a running list of what you subscribe to and also if you can how much it is per month when it's going to go up if it does go up and you're on a promotion or anything like that because that would make my life so much easier if i would have done that and i really wish i would have but i just didn't understand the importance of it which a lot of the tips i give are I Didn't understand the importance of it till now. So I would go back and do it in addition to rocket money I am old-fashioned. I love writing things down Crossing it out highlighting the important things. I don't really like excel sheets not that there's anything wrong with them They're fun. I use them for work and stuff, but when it comes to my own personal records I'm very old school which may change. Maybe I should start documenting this stuff online in the event I need it later on, but I have all of it in a notebook. Basically, what I do is I have a salary job, so I know how much I'm going to get from that job every two weeks. I know what day I'm going to get it on, I all the things. So, I pay all of my bills, which is really important to know when your bills are due. You can look it up. It should be the same day every month. I pay all my bills the second paycheck of the month. And then, except for Moondance, my horse, I pay her board the first day of the month. If you can spread out your bills over multiple paychecks and that would be easier for you, definitely do that. You should be able to. Some places are more concrete than others, but if you have bigger bills and you want to divide it evenly, Moondance is about the same cost as all of my bills put together for like utilities and stuff. So by splitting that into two, I'm spending the same amount on bills each paycheck. So... Definitely see what you can do when it comes to the date that things are due and how you can organize it because sometimes people let you pay at different times, especially if it's rent or something, and it does make it a lot easier kind of having an estimate of how much you're going to have to pay each paycheck. So once I look at all of the dates that everything's due, I write down the total for each paycheck and for each paycheck, I budget out how much I'm going to pull out of it immediately for bills. So... If it's the first of the month i just write down moon dance and then groceries gas and any other big things at the time like for example i wanted to put some like foam tile in my office for the bunnies to be on so that they're not on the carpet and that was like i think it would be like a hundred dollars to do the carpet so i wrote that down and that would be like a bigger expense for me because a hundred dollars is a lot if you don't have a plan for obviously you need to do savings anything like that And then in terms of the other paycheck where I have all my utilities due, I break it down. So I put electric, Wi-Fi, sewage, water, gas, all of the possible bills that I have. And if there's any that I know Josh is in charge of, like he's in charge of Wi-Fi and gas, but I know they're due, he's probably going to forget because he forgets with utilities a lot. So I usually write those down too so that I can either pay them or pay... Like pay him for them or remind him, you know, just to stay on top of it. And if I ask him when the date is, I can kind of set a little alarm and know. So after I write down what the due date is, what the bill is, and what the cost is, I kind of make a game plan of when I'm gonna pay it, and that's when I put it in each paycheck. What day I go down to what day I'm gonna pay it. So if I don't pay it on the day I get paid. I will pay it on this day that day whatever like in the event that I'm getting money from selling something on Etsy or selling bracelets or I know that I'm gonna be selling like I sold a fan not that long ago things like that if I know I'm gonna be getting money from that I will break it down on how much I'm getting and what day so I'll do I'll also write down any money I'm getting that's not from that paycheck I hope this is making sense but basically what I do is every single paycheck I write the total of the paycheck write how much each bill is subtract that from the paycheck see how much is left and then I also write anything that's going to be added and add that to the paycheck so if I sell things or you know I'm getting money from somewhere else or say it's my birthday and I know like someone's giving me money or something like that I will write that on there so that's how i do that i will highlight things that i are super important that i need to pay off i will star things that can wait i will cross things out as soon as i'm done with them i usually check them off when i'm done with them so i can still read them i like to color code things so i'll color code certain bills i'll color code groceries and gas i like to divide it by personal life or personal entrepreneurial stuff and then like work so everything in my life I divide by that like personal any work stuff that isn't my daily job so just entrepreneurial whether that's Social media, on Etsy, bracelets, anything like that, and then also work stuff. So if I'm doing stuff for work, which usually I don't have to buy things for work, but say I purchased something from the lunch area we have. I've never been on a trip, but if I were to go on a trip and I had to buy gas for that and they didn't pay for it, anything like that, and that is how I do that. I'm hoping to use Rocket Money more and have a better idea, but that lets me know how much I have left over, for gas and groceries and things like that, I always add how much I'm going to pay on gas and groceries last. Because that's kind of like just whatever I have left over. Savings, I like to do, I can't remember, it was Dow Jones, Haley I think her name is, she was on Call her Daddy twice actually. But in the first episode she talked about what percentage of your paycheck should go towards certain things. And I think I like to do 20%. For savings but I can't remember it honestly depends on how much I have to pay for that month but the issue I'm in right now is I'm not putting anything in savings until I pay off my credit cards so let's talk about my credit cards let's talk about credit in general the reason I did not say to put paying off credit cards as an expense or a bill is because you should not be having paying off credit cards as a bill that is my number one mistake if I could go back I would use my credit cards to pay something like gas and then immediately pay it off with my debit card. I didn't do that and say I would run out of money with my check that I got and I don't have any more money, then I would go use my credit card. And so I ended up maxing out both of my credit cards and now I'm paying them off to get them back down, which I don't recommend. I don't I don't recommend spending anything on your credit card unless you can immediately pay it off. Don't use it when you run out of money, don't make it like a backup, you need to immediately pay it off. Why is that so important? Because credit is key. Credit is unfortunately what is going to make the world go round as an adult. You can't buy anything like a house or a car or even get a personal loan if you have bad credit you can't like exist like it's just like you can't exist like you cannot adult unless you pay for everything in cash and don't like don't get a loan at all or you pay in credit so the reason paying down your credit card is so important is even if you're on time every single month and you're paying it down your percentage of utilization makes your score go down so if you are using 100% of your credit line it's called a credit line so if my i have fifteen hundred dollars in credit cards if i'm using or i have spent fifteen hundred dollars and i have not paid it off yet even though it's not due yet and i'm technically on time and it is not over the fifteen hundred dollar limit i still get dinged because the percentage of utilization is a hundred percent i hope that makes sense i did not know that like Literally did not know that. Also, say you use your entire credit utilization and then you are gonna turn around and pay that whole thing off in two days. Well, guess what? If the credit bureau or whatever they're called, the the higher powers, checks your credit and sees that you are 100% utilization, it brings your credit score down. They don't check, I don't know if they check a certain day every month, but it feels random to me. So even if it's due on this date, they can check it whenever they want and it'll affect your credit score. So I did not know that. So even if you're even if you're going to pay it off the next day, say that the credit bureau decides to check your your credit utilization the day before, it's going to make your credit go down because your utilization percentage is high that day and then you're going to have to wait till next month when they check it again to say you're at 0% utilization and then your credit score will go back up but not as high up as it was before. It honestly does not make sense and it's not fair at all in my opinion, but I'm a little biased because no one taught me how credit works and now I'm kind of figuring it out and paying the price. So shout out to my high school, my college, my family, because love you all, but you suck. You didn't teach me how to use credit at all. Anywho, what else? What else? So yeah, definitely don't have Credit cards is an additional bill because that's money you could be putting in your savings. And don't spend money on stupid things, please. I used to buy so much stuff just because I could, but then my savings account had $0 in it. And I would get to that moment where I needed to pay off something and I literally couldn't because I did not have the money to do it. Or like say something happens, you get a flat tire. Flat tires are way more expensive than you think they are. And so you're like, oh man, I have $100 left over for my paycheck. And flat tires can be like $700 if you need four. So that is crazy. And also, I don't know if I would just replace one. Usually you're supposed to replace two or four, but I'm also not the expert. So just gonna put that out there. What else? I feel like I'm missing so much. I guess living below your means is really... Important. Did I say that right? Basically, don't spend all of your money You should not be living paycheck to paycheck if it is possible for you to be making more than you are then I say go for it because Especially in this economy if you are in the United States You're gonna see that it's really important to be making as much money as possible if you are Like right now because things are going up, the cost of living is not meeting salary requirements and everything is just insanely expensive right now so don't spend money on stupid things. I promise you it'll be so, so, so much better. Life will be better for you if you aren't spending money on dumb things. And I'm not saying to not splurge. Like I got Taylor Swift tickets for my birthday. I helped pay for them. That was a large chunk of money. That's okay. I'm just saying like every single day don't be buying like going on a shopping spree because clothes will fade but one day you're gonna need money and you're gonna be like man I really wish I didn't buy $300 worth of clothes every single paycheck that was dumb like I'm telling you now because I am I've been so bad with money and until I got to the point where I didn't have it and I had to live so so minimally and I felt awful that I was like okay Maybe I need to be better about that. Also, another thing I want to talk about that no one talks to you about. When you are interviewing for jobs and they tell you the salary range, really, really, really ask yourself if you can live off of that amount. Gross pay versus net pay is really important. So you need to be asking what the gross and the net is. So gross is the total amount. Net is what you're going to get after they deduct taxes and 401k, all of the important things, I think. I might have gotten them switched, but I'm pretty sure gross is the higher one. So if they tell you the gross pay, and then you find out that your net pay is $600 less a paycheck, because that's happened to me before, and you budgeted for the gross pay, you're gonna be in a really bad situation. So also, when I was first looking for jobs, I graduated college, And I was like, oh, I think I could live with that salary range. That sounds like so much money because I wasn't used to having a salary. I was used to doing internships and getting paid hourly and blah, 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 living paycheck to paycheck, all those things. You need to really, really break down that salary because it's not as much as you think it is. And you should not take a job if you are not 100% sure you can live off of that pay range. Obviously, be honest with yourself. And if there's things you can live without, that you may have to cut out of your budget, like subscriptions, for example, then that's okay. It's going to sting, but it's part of adulting. You're going to have to work your way up the ladder. You're not going to get out of college or get out of high school and go into the workforce and make 80 grand immediately. I mean, maybe you could, depending on your profession, obviously salaries widely range based on profession and where you are located. But for me, unless you're like an engineer or a doctor or something like that you're not gonna come out and make ADK unless you have masters or secondary education of some sort um so make sure you are breaking down the salary ranges and knowing exactly what you can't afford and try and get a job within that salary range and if you can't then see what you can cut down on and it's gonna be hard I know, graduating in this time is so hard because the cost of living is so high and the salaries haven't caught up yet. That's why it sucks so much. Literally every older person that I have talked to has told me I am so sorry you graduated right now because it's hard enough to get on your feet and it's virtually impossible to do it right now with the cost of living where it is so kudos to you for staying afloat. like little do they know sis is putting in the work to just barely make it by and i'm exhausted (laughs) but that's just how it is right now in the united states i'm not going to speak for other countries it's just the us where we're at right now and it's really really difficult so you might have to sell your car and get a less expensive one you might have to move somewhere where rent is way lower than you thought also rent make sure you can afford it like really Like any bill you're taking on, taking on bills should not be like a common thing that you do often. You need to really, really consider every single bill subscription you take on. Really give it thought. Rent was a really big thing for us because we had to look at our finances together and say, what can we afford? And it's hard because you're signing up for a whole year. And the housing market is awful right now, so buying, you're gonna end up paying $400,000 for like a $100,000 house in some places and that's absolutely ridiculous. So, is it better to rent or buy? We don't know. No one knows, everyone's confused, and we're all stressed, so you're not alone in that. But when it comes to rent, think about what you really, really need. And I think it's really important to say It would be really nice to have xyz but this is what i can live with and for example you want to rent a place that has two bedrooms because you want a guest bedroom that would be nice but if you got a place that had one bedroom you would realistically be fine that's something to think about because What is the cost difference if it's like an extra hundred dollars a month and you get an extra room and you can afford that then go for it But if it's like four hundred dollars a month and You get a guest bedroom and you actually never have anyone come over except for your parents like once a year Then really think about if that's actually worth it because four hundred dollars is a lot When you're an adult ten dollars is a lot because you're making you have to find every single dollar that goes into your bank account You are responsible for making every single cent that goes into your bank account. And I wish the life was free and it wasn't like that. Obviously we all do, but it is. And it's really rewarding when you do have money in your account because you're like, wow, I'm doing something right. But it's also really stressful when you have to make ends meet and say, okay, I have this bill. And as of right now, I don't have that money in my account. I'm gonna get paid and then it'll be fine. But it's kind of like a stressful game of like, when like how am I going to make this work and it's all a balancing act so I'm very competitive so my thing that I'm focusing on right now that's going to be excited about finances is growing my credit score especially because we want to buy a house if the housing market gets its life together so by the time we do that I want to have my credit score higher so I'm very very competitive so I'm kind of making it into a game but you can find something you're competitive about growing your savings account is probably going to be my next goal after my credit but i'm paying down my credit cards um so for you that can be a big goal is i want x amount my savings account by this day and then every time you put it in a new year account it's really exciting and you can draw a little chart and color in a little bit more every time you add more you can make it really fun and i have to make it fun because one i'm mentally 12 and i need fun games and i need a gold sticker Two, I get bored easily, so I need a gold sticker to keep it exciting. And three, I hate finances because I know nothing about them and I don't like doing things that are hard for me because they're hard. So, that's where I'm going to leave you guys. If you have questions or you want a part two, definitely reach out on at that girl the pot on Instagram. DM me and I will see it. I haven't been posting on there as much because I have been focusing on getting my mind right and my finances right and all the behind the scene things before i get back on that train but i am checking it i am checking my dms i am still on there just not posting um also don't forget to follow on tiktok at that girl the pod don't forget to follow on whatever platform you're on right now subscribe follow whatever the term is we would love to have you join our community of girlies all working to become the best version of ourselves if you're on apple Podcasts or spotify don't forget to leave a rating or review it takes about two seconds and could change my life forever blow up the account like when i tell you it blows up the podcast and we get. So much more traction, I'm not even kidding it's totally free, and you would be doing the nicest, kindest thing possibly ever you would make my entire world. I love you so much, so I think that's pretty much it. Don't forget to shop Casper Collective down below my new bracelet making business that makes you a best friend bracelet for you and your dog, where there's is a little collar charm and you can also get it for horses and bunnies and cats and all the fun things, so definitely check that out but I upload every single Sunday and Wednesday, I will see you in my next podcast episode, and I love you. If you're watching this on a Sunday, I hope you have a great Sunday night, if you're watching this on any other day, I hope you have a great morning, afternoon, or night, and I'll see you guys later. Bye guys.